Today we're being joined by probably the biggest, littlest guest we've ever had uh, on the podcast here. We have Dylan Postel, also known as Hornswoggle. How you doing today, man? Very good. Very, very good. I got up, I got up early, got, uh, got my breakfast in, and ready to do this. What did you have for breakfast? I have these pre-made meals. Sadly, if you look at my, my figure, it's not working too well, but it's all right. Okay, I gotcha. You know, I think it's interesting how people call cooking meal prep nowadays. You know, it's like, oh, it's meal prep, and that means it's healthy. Pretty sure it's just cooking, right? It's just, yeah, yeah, I can I can deep fry anything and still call it meal prep. That doesn't make it healthy. <laughs> That's true. Now, one of the big reasons that you're on is because of your new book. Um, you know, it's called Life is Short and So Am I, My Wrestling uh, Life, or My Life in and Out of the Wrestling Ring. And uh, when does this come out? Because I've already read it, I loved it, and I can't wait to tell everybody about it. It, uh, it drops September 10th um, nationwide in Barnes & Noble, bookstores everywhere, and as well as Amazon.com and the ECW Press website. It is actually up for pre-order right now um, on all of those uh, websites. And it's, it's going to be – I'm excited, man. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy time. Um, I never thought that something like this would happen. It's kind of a, a bucket list item that was never even on the bucket list. Anybody who's interested in pre-ordering it will be able to find the links easily in the show notes to this. I'll include it with the uh, posts on social media as well. So, you know, I highly recommend it. And I, I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of wrestling books. And something that I noticed about yours, which I really liked, is that unlike most pro wrestlers, you seem to be okay with taking responsibility for mistakes. You have to. You have to be able to because the, the minute you can't, now you're – now you're viewing yourself in a, in a different light. I, I didn't notice at any point during your book where you had said you had invented anything or you had, uh, you know, came up with some idea that never happened that was uh, insane. I mean, it was it's a pretty straightforward book and very unpro wrestling in that way. I'm pretty sure someone did an ass bite before me and someone will after me. So it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty hard to come up with, with that. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, you know, one of my biggest questions as I'm reading this book is I'm sitting there and I'm reading about your relationship with your father. And, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the book is this awesome stuff about you and your family. And I think it's very insightful. And the way the chapters kind of tell a story and then wrap up by making a point is just spectacular. But, you know, one of my biggest questions was, what was your team on RBI Baseball? <laughs> uh, always Chicago, uh, always, always Chicago. Um, it, it was, it was. I was always a, a Cubs fan growing up, and I don't know why because I'm from Wisconsin, so I should be a Brewers fan. But uh, yeah, as a kid, I was always a Cubs fan, so that's who I always picked. That's a, that's a good. That was a, that was a very good pull from the book. It's awesome. Well, I loved RBA baseball as a kid. I, I, you know, I. Just like you, I thought I was pretty good at it. And anybody that would come around that wanted to play me, I would just dominate them. And uh, my team was the Mets. I was always the Mets. I was a big Doc Gooden, you know, Daryl Strawberry guy. Uh, must tell you a little bit about my personality, I think. But, uh, <laughs> the new, but anyway, it's sad that the new RBI baseball is so bad because I, I want a baseball game for the Xbox so badly. And I would only be buying a PlayStation for for a baseball game, and I'm not going to do that. 
Yeah, the MLB The Show is a pretty good game. And and what I like about it is you can kind of dumb down the controls to make it basically yeah. RBI baseball, you know. Yeah, um, that's, because that, I, you know, I don't know how you are, but I like to play simple games. I'm not a gamer, quote unquote. I just like easy games that are fun. If I could pick up and play it and play with my kid, that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Well, you know, I was going to wait till a little later to talk about this, but you know, another big part of your book, and and if anybody saw that uh, kind of where are they now special on the WWE Network, which you can watch anytime on there. Um, you know, big part of your life is your son, and something that I love about it is if you watch that special, the look in your eyes when you're talking about <laughs> your son is just incredible. I mean, tell me about this kid. He's the best. He's he's the absolute best. He uh, he was by his mom's last night, and he got dropped off this morning at six fifteen a.m. Wanted to make sure I was awake to go to the gym. Needless to say, I didn't make it this morning. I said, hey, you know where the cereal is. You can do that. I'm going to get a couple hours of sleep. And he was okay with that. Um, but he's he's the absolute best. He's, uh, he's my best friend. He's my hero already at nine years old. Um, he's just, he's awesome. He's, uh, he's so respectful and so smart and just fun to be around. I, I I can't say enough good things. I have a feeling that you're being a pretty good parent. Um, you know, from the way the book is written, the fact that you understand mistakes and, you know, things that weren't mistakes that your parents made as you were growing up and all the struggles that you went through as a kid. I think that that probably has made you the perfect father. How do you feel about that? Um, I, I, man, I try to be, I just try to make my dad, my dad proud because he was so awesome as a parent and, and still is to this day, obviously. Um, he's, he's, he's the man. Uh, if I can make him proud and, and do him, uh, you know, do, do, follow his footsteps in parenting, that's, uh, that's big to me. And it's, I'm trying I, every, every day. I, I just try to think like how, how would, if there's an issue, how would my dad handle it? And I even, there's, there's days like, like all parents I'm sure have to, and I, I even call him and say, Hey, how do I handle this? Well, it's good to have him as a resource. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's kind of the hero of, of the book. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm hearing a lot. Um, is that man, I really want to just hang out with your dad. He's <laughs> yes. He seems like the greatest ever. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that won't, that won't go to his ego at all either. <laughs> Well, you know, like I said before, as I was mentioning, you kind of go over a lot of mistakes that you had, especially as a child. And, you know, and some of the times you were mean to your parents and we were all that way when we were kids. But, you know, the fact that the way your father reacts to these situations and the way that he kind of saves you from, you know, the the bizarre behavior of your mother in a lot of ways, it's a you know, it's a big time hero story. And I think it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, your mother, uh, you know, her need for attention and kind of like narcissistic behavior was a tra trap that somehow you were able to turn into a positive. Do you think that that kind of motivated you, motivated you to turn, you know, those kinds of feelings and everything into a career in entertainment? Um, I don't think so. I think I just wanted, I, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to do, be a professional wrestler and make it to WWE. Um, and do whatever I can to make that happen, obviously. Um, stuff with my mom, I, I think I just 
especially as I grew, you know, uh, grew older, I just never wanted to be her as, as, as crappy as that might be to say, I just never wanted to be mom. And I still like, I think about that so much, like with how, how she acted and, and things she would say, how could he, I even ever say that with Landon and even think about saying that kind of stuff. And, and the brainwashing she would try to do and all that stuff. And just, it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, to even, to even think about, man, like she thought that, that was fine. It was okay to do, uh, to a kid. And then I, I kind of correlate that with, I, I compare that with Dorothy, my stepmom, who was the exact opposite. And, I, I was so against her at first, like all kids are, I'm sure, with their step parents at first. But man, now I, Dor- I Dorothy's my my mom. I call her mom. I, I get her uh, Mother's Day cards, and I call, like I said, I call her mom. Landon calls her, you know, Nana. Um, that's his grandma. It's pretty awesome, though, you know, to have the ability to kind of. You know, you can't have good without evil, you know, and I'm not trying to call anybody good or evil. But my point is, is that, you know, if you hadn't had that experience with your, you know, your real mom, quote unquote, you know, I, you know, would you have appreciated what you had so much with, uh, with, uh, you know, Nana? I I don't think I would have. Um, And especially looking back on it, uh, you know, in writing the book, um, that really made me appreciate my stepmom even more. what she all put up with. I put her through hell. Me and her kids, you know, fighting, put her, put both of my parents through hell um, at times. And it's just, uh, again, I just think like back, like, man, I was a crappy kid at times, but all, I mean, all kids are, especially teenagers. They go through that, that rut and that time period of, you know, they're, they're the smartest person in the world, according to them. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, other than the RBI baseball thing, I, I had a big question, um, you know, when I, I closed the book up and I was like, wow, that was, that was great. I really enjoyed all the wrestling stuff. I really enjoyed the family stuff. But how in the hell did you fail choir? I, uh, I didn't go to the last concert. I didn't go to the final concert of I, instead I took a wrestling booking. And uh, yeah, so I, literally I would have passed. It would have been the easiest thing to pass in college. It'd probably been, I would have passed. That would have been three classes out of six. I would have passed instead of just two. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I just didn't show up. And because I took a, took a stupid indie wrestling booking. Well, the independent wrestling stuff was very interesting as well, because, you know, a lot of times we look at folks that we see on WWE TV and, you know, maybe we don't even think about where they came from. And so that was a lot of fun hearing about how you learned and, and kind of your role in the independence going forward. Um, you know, what what is kind of your your top moments on the independent circuit? You know, anything that you've, you've done either, you know, this year or 20 years ago? I mean, what are the things that stick out in your mind? Um, man, I, I, I wrestled Scott Steiner during WrestleMania week this week. <laughs> Um, in the most talked about independent match of the weekend. Um, you know, that, that's just crazy. It's crazy to me that, that A, I wrestled him and B, it was literally hyped so much. and so talked about, uh, I'm really proud of that. 
and that same weekend I wrestled Nick Gate. This year's <laughs> Mania weekend, I I'm very proud of because it was just I uh, I made a shirt for it. It said it's a, it was the, the I'm not dead yet tour, and that's truly what it was to me. Um, just the craziness that I went through. I took tattoo needles uh, at you know 1 a.m. and I flew out at 5 a.m. the night that that morning. Wow. Well, you know, a big part of that's been, you know, being involved with uh, AIW and and friends with John Thorne and stuff like that. And that seems to be kind of his M.O. is booking these like, you know, just bizarre. But, man, this is an awesome match. You know, these kinds of things. And, uh, you know, I heard a crazy story about a match that you had with one of my favorite people in wrestling uh magnum ck and i believe it was the first round of the jaylet tournament last year but you weren't quite ready for the match if, if i hear the story right um that's a lot of rumor and innuendo there i was very tired that day uh magnum ck man it was so sad that he had to uh stop wrestling because he was I, I would tell him every show man you are one of my favorites you are so good and you have it and you just get it and he's so entertaining, and just to see him have to step away was was really really heartbreaking. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys that was on the rise, you know. And uh, he, you know, like I've had him on the show like five or six times or something like that, just because he's so entertaining. He's one of the easiest interviews of all time. Just say, "Hey, how you doing?" And then he goes for an hour. Yep. So, you know? yep. <laughs> so he's the yeah. best. Uh, but, uh, I, I think he's going to be up at old wrestling this weekend, just hanging out and working on that, uh, you know, the marking out too. So I'm hoping I can see him up there. Um, you know, I, I saw you in a match, uh, that was one of my favorite matches last year. Uh, you were on the, uh, remix pro show there in, uh, in, uh, Marietta, Avila, Ohio. And, uh, yeah. you know, you were up against Jock Sampson and my God, I mean, this was so much fun, you know? It's it's so interesting because one of the things that happens in pro wrestling is, yes, you have all these moves and whatnot, uh, guys doing flips and all this athletic stuff, and that's awesome. You can do a lot of that stuff. But, you know, a lot of where your it factor lies and just is just pure entertainment. And, you know, uh, there was a moment where you picked up a DVD off of Joe uh, Rumbaugh or I can't remember his last, his last name. Um, he's the announcer, one of the announcers for Unsync or for Remix Pro. And you just blasted uh, Jock over the head with it and it shattered into a thousand pieces. And you just kind of, you know, lifted your arms up like whoops and put it back. <laughs> Yeah, stuff stuff like that's amazing. How do you come up with this stuff? If you if you can't, hold on one second. If you can't, um, if you can't think on the fly, that that's a big part in this business, and and just to, something like that is so easy, uh, to to me, just because it's 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 how I would react in real life, and. I don't know. It's just, it was, that match was so much fun too, because I love Jock and he's just a, a fun loving guy. And to be able to do that, that with him was, was a lot of fun. He, he's one of my favorites ever. Uh, you know, another one of these guys, it's just insanely entertaining and he's been around forever. So, you know, hopefully we'll get that again at some point. Cause man, I'd love to see that. 
um you know the uh lucky charms and all that stuff that was a lot of fun so uh, yeah we had we had a blast <laughs> now if there's you know a lot of young wrestlers and, and folks that are kind of coming up in the business listening to this show what's some advice that you could give them as far as how to find that character because you know what you're talking about is embodying the character of you know hornswoggle or whoever you're playing in the ring and then acting as if you know, that person, you know, person would in the ring. I, like, how do you find that? That's such an intangible thing. I always say, uh, you know, any, any wrestling character is, is one of two things. It's either you times a hundred or the exact opposite of yourself because you're not comfortable. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to perceive it yourself in the ring because you aren't comfortable with that. So you go exact opposite. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's over time, over time and being comfortable with it and, Honestly, not giving a damn. That's <laughs> pretty good advice. There you go. I mean, you know, that is one of the things you got to let go, right? And just kind of yeah. uh, surrender to what's going on. Um, you know, one of the one of the big moments, and you talk about it in the book as well. Um, you know, is the WLC. Obviously, every single interview you're going to do for you know this book, they're all going to ask you about that. Um, I believe I saw you versus El Torito on a house show right around that time of, of year with, uh, you know, all the other guys on the outside beating each other up. And, man, that, that has got to be one of the, like, most fun times, uh, you know, in WWE, other than very the very, very beginning when you were starstruck. I mean, what, what's another time that was kind of like you look back on it and be like, man, how did that even happen? DX. Uh, doing DX pyro is, like, everyone kind of, like, laughs at that. or I mean, I... I don't think they understand like how big to me that was literally just doing DX pyro with DX was incredible to me. I, I, I love, I'm a pyro nut. So being able to do the DX stuff with them every night on, you know, these overseas tours and on TVs and all that was incredible to me. Wow. What, what do you, what does being a pyro nut entail? I just love, I love wrestling pyro. I think it adds so much and it, it, it stinks that it's not there anymore. Um, I get it for cost cutting measures. I, I understand that big time, but pyro adds so much entrance pyro and ring pyro adds so much to the show. I think and to people's entrances. Um, a couple times I've been able to go to some WWE shows and bring someone who's never been. And I never tell them about the pyro. And obviously, like you said, doesn't oh, happen man. much anymore. And if you're anywhere near the stage, it is the loudest thing you'll ever hear in your life. And it scares the shit out of everybody. I love it. Thank God they had a light, a blinking light backstage for us. So we would know kind of when it was coming. But man, it's so loud. How do you get used to that? Like if you come out and there's pyro, you know, like, like when, when movie actors have to learn how to shoot a gun for a movie, the big mm -hmm. problem they have is everybody blinks, you know? So like yeah. the idea is to train yourself not to blink when you shoot. And that's how you can tell if someone's actually done the training or if the gun's actually firing in a movie. I mean, like, how do you get used to the fact that that's blowing up behind you and not have, react to it? I have no idea. I was, I think for me with the DX stuff, I was so in the moment. I, I didn't care about my hearing at the time. <laughs> that's pretty great. Now, one of the awesome things that, man, I, for some reason, this part of the book was like probably my favorite part um, is you talking about being under the ring. 
And one mm-hmm. of the reasons that I love that is because you talked about sound. And, um, you know, sound, I go on and on on our show about how sound is such a big deal in pro wrestling. And if you're able to master sound, you know, um, whether it be making a noise when you strike someone or, you know, the right sound when you hit a powerbomb or whatever the case may be, it just adds so much to wrestling. Tell me about, like, being able to to visualize a match while being under the ring just from the noises. It was kind of kind of nuts. I remember I, the first person I was able to do it for was Benoit. Um, you know, he'd be wrestling, he'd be wrestling above me, and I could just picture the whole, the match in the, in in my mind as you know, as the with the sound and the crowd reactions. That's nuts, you know. And and like you said, there were many times where you were under the ring with a monitor and a little sleeping bag and mat and stuff like that and some water. But there are many times where you had nothing under there and you're just under there for hours and hours. I mean, you know, it was also pretty funny hearing about how, you know, you had trained yourself to wake up from that entrance video or the, you know, the opening video to the house shows and stuff like that. But one time you you didn't wake up, right? There's a, there's a good story in the book about how, uh, yeah, I didn't quite wake up. Might've been a, a long night the night before and I didn't quite wake up for uh, my, my spot that night with, uh, with the undertaker. Well, you got to get the book to hear that one. Um, you did hear that, right? That was for his spot with the undertaker. That's correct. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of great stories in the book too, about, you know, all your favorite stars from that time, you know, during wrestling. And, you know, one of the things that I really respect, I heard this a long time ago about an NFL player, like, you know, somebody was talking about an NFL player and they're talking about like, you know, he was in the NFL for 10 years and they were just talking about how amazing that is, you know, and, and like that's kind of something that's overlooked. How long were you in the WWE? And I mean, I guess you're still in the WWE, but I mean, how long consistently were you in there? And has anybody kind of come close to that record? I mean, it seems to me like you've been in were consistently on TV for a very long time. Uh, I was with WWE for two weeks under 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's longer than Kurt Angle's run. Um, I think it's longer than Stone Cold's original run. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And, and because of that, you're you're so recognizable. And a lot of people look at you and they see, you know, a, a, a leprechaun with crap all over his face running around biting people in the ass, which is part of who you are. Mm-hmm. But... You know, another thing that people forget about is that there is no way that you can survive in the WWE for, you know, 10 years and not glean so much information. I mean, how much fun has it been to be able to train people and to kind of pass down all this knowledge that only you and maybe a hundred other people in the world have that kind of knowledge? It's nuts to me uh, to think about the learning trees I was uh, I was under at times. Um, how I, to be honest, I didn't take it as much advantage of it as I should have at times. But uh, still, just I mean, I was front row for Fit Finley matches for years, just seeing him work and, and you know do what he does best. Another thing that was pretty fun is is you were talking you've talked a lot about in the book about you know different wrestlers that you really loved and why they were good and stuff like that. Uh, the Finley stuff is spectacular just because you you talk about how he's able to carry other guys to better matches and in some cases you 
had to car- literally carry you through a match and stuff like that um, when things didn't go right. <clears throat> you know, I mean, do you still talk to Fit Finley and and uh, yeah. how's he doing these days? He's doing awesome. He's uh, he's still a main producer at WWE, and he's I message him every every Father's Day, Happy Father's Day, because that's I have I have my wrestling dad and Fit, and I have my my real dad and my dad, and it's just uh, it's always we instantly had that bond too. That's awesome. Now, um, you also have done some kind of uh, spoken word type things, like kind of comedy stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I've dabbled. I have dabbled in like uh, in like one man show or evening with kind of shows, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, man. It's uh, the stories I have, not just from wrestling, like things I deal with in daily life as a midget are much different than you know you normies. I I, I say, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun with my body. Likes it a lot more than than what I have to wrestle. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Well, do you have an example? Is there like, uh, if people see uh, that kind of show coming to their city, is there an example of something that they might hear on that show that you could tell us? Um, not really. I like to say before the show, uh, the simple fact of I don't have a lot of stuff to tell, so I try to, <laughs> I try to keep it in my back pocket as much as I can. But no matter what, I uh, if you come out, if I if I am doing one of those, and you come out, I'm I'm. For sure, you will leave with a smile on your face. Yeah, I've been to a couple different one of those, you know, Nick Foley and a couple other people and stuff. And those are those are always a lot of fun. I, honestly, I, I kind of would rather see yours than anybody else's just for the simple fact that, you know, um, I, I just feel like that you have so much knowledge and kind of a, you know, literally different perspective than anybody else, I don't, <clears throat> you know, I that would be doing I, something I like that. I don't hold it. I don't. I don't hold the stick to Mick Foley stuff but I think I do all right for for how long I've been doing it only that's awesome well you know again uh, as we told everybody before the book is life is short and so am I my life in and out of the wrestling ring and it's coming out on September 10th and you can pre-order it um, you know in the show notes for this episode Um, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to kind of get out there and or you know besides the book any appearances or anything like that uh, I will be at StarCast next week in Chicago. Um, the books actually will be available there. Uh, also, check out my, my, my wrestling promotion, ACW Wisconsin, um, on Twitter and Facebook. See what we're doing. We're doing some fun stuff, and we've, we've really grown from this, uh, this small company to what it is today. How do you feel about... I mean, I'm sure you feel good about it, but I mean, tell me a little bit about how the independent pro wrestling scene has kind of grown over the past like five to six years. It's insane. Independent wrestling is cool. Like it's never been really cool until like late last three, five years. And now it's cool. And it's, it's awesome for me. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, um, where, when everyone was younger, these kinds of things weren't cool and people got made fun of it and now, you know, made fun of for it. And now, you know, all those things that weren't cool are the coolest and it's a bizarre world, but I kind of dig it. I mean, you know, you're into the action figures and, and when you were a kid, that was, you know, not necessarily something that, you know, uh, got you girls and stuff like that. And nowadays it's one of the hottest things out there. What's your favorite action figure that you have today? Besides my own with my tattoos on it, um, probably 
probably uh, the Hasbro Ultimate Warrior with the white tights, the second one. Yeah, you. Uh, the first one got destroyed or something, if I remember right. I can't remember exactly what the first you said one, about it. The, well, no, they're all in the fire. They're all in, in the house fire, but they all got cleaned up. Right. Um, but I just, the second one, the second one is so cool to me because it's just the, the tassels are that more, and, and just you could do more with it. Hey man, tassels uh, do a lot for people. It's just like what? it's like a pyro made of cloth. That's why I added them to my gear. I said, man, I'm an indie wrestler now. I have to have tassels. <laughs> that's outstanding. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I mean, I, I, you know, this is a spectacular thing for for us, and I really appreciate it. Um, you know, folks, once again, it's Life is Short and So Am I. That's the book, uh, My Life in and Out of the Pro Wrestling Ring. And uh, folks can get it on Amazon, the uh, ECW website, not Extreme Championship Wrestling. It's ECW Press and uh, a couple other places as well. And I'll have those all listed in the show notes. Is there any social media plugs or anything like that you'd like to get in? Uh, yeah, you could, like I said, you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WWE Hornswoggle or my wrestling company at ACW Wisconsin. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, man.